Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm your co-host, Mike Broadbent. Joining me once again is my co-host, Richie Schneiderite. Richie took a week off, uh, but big news <laughs> broke today. Today is the deadline day to, uh, to either stay in the NBA draft as an underclassman or to remove your name. And Cliff O'Murray, uh, sorry if I messed his name up, I always uh, stumble over the center part of that. But Cliff, Big Cliff has announced he's coming back to Rutgers for one more season. Uh, this is obviously a massive deal for next season, but I think it's it's a multi-layered uh big deal for Rutgers basketball and we'll kind of get into that in a bit there's some other stuff we want to talk about as well but what's your uh from the hip reaction of Cliff coming back for one more year yeah this is this is huge um I know after talking to people inside Rutgers they didn't even know until today um they weren't even very confident going into today either so it's kind of it's kind of crazy that this this whole thing just turned out the way it did um this actually gets the tournament this gets the team more towards the tournament I still don't think they're there yet. I still think they need to add probably one more piece in order to get to that tournament or even over that hump. I still think they're on the outside sitting in, but this is, this is a huge step. Um, one of the best big men in the country. I don't think that's a question. Uh, finalist for the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar award last year for best center. Um, team leader in points, which I did not kind of see coming. Um, the offense kind of ran through him. Might not be the same this year. Might be a little bit different, but um, yeah, just, just a really big get for Rutgers or big, return for Rutgers, I should say. Um, yeah, there, there's nothing really else to be said there. It's just, this is huge for Rutgers, huge for Steve Peichel, huge for the program and um, huge for this uh, upcoming season. Yeah. And I think it's, it's huge for a, a lot of different reasons that we'll get into. Uh, first and foremost, our defensive identity is just so predicated on having Cliff as a rim protector and also a rebounder. Um, mm-hmm. Nearly averaged a double-double last year. He averaged more than two blocks per game. He just forced so many contested shots in and around the rim. thought he did a really good job last year of limiting his fouls. Uh, his first two seasons at Rutgers, he got himself into a lot of bad situations early on in games, uh, committing you know pretty dumb fouls, but he's, he's gotten really, really good at uh, not committing dumb fouls anymore. Um, yeah. Plus, there's not really any players even near the level of, of Cliff in the portal right now. So any replacement you were going to get, and we had heard that – Pike had a, a short list of guys he would target. Mm-hmm. Any guy you're getting to replace Cliff at this point is nowhere near the player that Cliff is. Um, totally agree. Additionally, this goes to show that that Rutgers culture is is winning out on some of these kids coming back. When you have look at a guy like Watt Mag, when you look at a guy like Caleb McConnell, obviously NIL plays a factor, but mm-hmm. these guys see the value in sticking around in this program. These guys really have a, a lot of loyalty to, to Pike. Um, and it, it goes to show Rutgers isn't totally bereft in terms of NIL uh, because NIL did play a factor in getting him to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at the crux of this whole situation in terms of Cliff, let's kind of go through the whole the whole backstory of, of how his offseason's gone. Obviously, he announces that he's entering the NBA draft, at the, I want to say in, in March. Late um, March, I think it was. Late March, yeah. So he's training for the NBA draft. He's getting different invites to work out for teams. 
Mm-hmm. He doesn't get an NBA combine invite off the top. Uh, so that's not a good sign, obviously, for him. He goes to the G League combine. By all accounts, is one of the standout performers there. He is, you know, basically on every reporter who's there's shortlist to get an invite to the, the NBA combine. Because uh, a certain, you could uh, basically get uh, elevated to the NBA combine based on your G League combine performance. I think of the nine guys that gets invited to the NBA combine from the G League combine, he's not one of them. So mm-hmm. that's not a good sign in terms of you had a great combine at the G League combine and you still don't get invited. That to me shows that the NBA didn't really see him as a draftable prospect. So if you're not a draftable Correct. prospect, I still think he could play in the G League, but there's two <clears throat> there's like a really big caveat that you sh- you should be aware of when it comes to the G League. Mm-hmm. So in the G League, the average the the base the, the minimum salary is 40k between 40 and 50k. That's what the majority of the players in the G League make. There is an exception for that though. There is something called a two-way contract. Each team gets two players they could designate with a two-way contract, and with a two-way contract, you can make 50% of the minimum salary for an NBA player with zero years of experience. Mm-hmm. And that equals out to about 500k. So obviously that's a massive difference going from about 50k as the minimum salary which you make for the most part mm-hmm. than the two-way player. So what I'm guessing is that he was trying to weigh the difference between, can I believe these teams who are saying they would take me in the back of the second round from there, or they would guarantee me a two-way contract, or do I take the bird in the hand with the NIL offer? Now, I, we don't know what the NIL offer is, but if I had to go out on a limb, it's probably better than the minimum contract for a G League player. So I have to imagine that's what he's been weighing on his mind over the last few weeks is that can I trust these teams that are quote unquote guaranteeing me a two-way deal or a late round draft pick Mm -hmm. or do I just want to go with the sure thing in terms of coming back to Rutgers, getting a good NIL deal and playing one more year for Pike, possibly elevating my draft stock by, you know, improving my offensive game. That's my read on it. Again, that's not necessarily based in uh, what, we've heard directly but that makes mm-hmm. the most sense in my eyes yeah i mean for starters um once you go overseas you're allowed to make nil there's a weird rule that i don't understand to this day it makes no sense but uh rules will be rules nothing in ncaa makes sense currently but uh yeah so i mean even if the deal just say the, the deals with the knights of raritan they gave Caleb McConnell a 10 month deal. So I'm assuming that's a, there's no way 10 months is only going to pay someone 40 K. Like there's just, that's not going to happen. I, I wouldn't be shocked if his deals upwards of a mil, to be honest with you, it would not shock me. Maybe really high. I don't think it's going to be anywhere near that. Maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit. Let me think. Um, 200,000, 300,000. I don't, I don't have an exact number, but if I had to guess it's, it's probably, Closer to six figures than five figures. If, if I, that's just totally a guess. I think it's. Uh, I'd be shocked if it was anything less than six figures. To be honest with you, because this this is a potential All American candidate. This isn't yep. like some like Caleb McConnell made significant money. I don't have the exact numbers behind it, but it, it was pretty significant. I heard it was six figures for ten months, which makes sense. Now, mind you, this is Quiff, who's a. I know he's not Defensive Player of the Year, but like or whatever, Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year, but. I'd argue he means more to this team than Caleb a little bit. So I, I yeah. do think the money is going to be there, but regardless, um, you said the culture thing too, and that that's huge. Um, 
just to maintain these guys again. Want Mag was getting poached from other teams or tampered with, whatever you want to call it. Cliff was getting tampered with from not just the like not just a, this wasn't just a G League or Rutgers decision. This was other teams coming after him too and saying like, hey, like we want you. We'll give you like we'll give you a couple hundred grand to come play for us. Look at what fucking Cam Spencer's getting right now. He's getting two hundred k, three hundred k offers. Yep. Like it's it. The portal's nuts. It's crazy, and there's no rules. Like there's just there's no you could tamper as much as you want. Rutgers knows who's tampered with them. Are they going to say anything? Like everyone's like, report them, report. What the fuck is that going to do? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no enforcement arm. The, the NCAA is probably weaker now than it's ever been. Um, another interest. Well, I think there's a key difference between Cam's situation and, and Cliff's. Of course, since Cliff's yeah. didn't graduate and he didn't enter the portal, he really could just go pro or come back to Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Whereas Cam could go anywhere, and he is being solicited by basically everyone. Um, yeah. So his value is obviously going to be naturally higher. If, I'm sure if Cliff hit the open market, he could get a no, be- very significant deal. Um, the same way that Cliff is, or sorry, that Cam is getting it now. And we've heard, you know, upwards of 250K is where yeah. Cam's looking at right now. Um, Sounds like he's UConn bound too, for what it's worth. Yeah, I, I think I'd heard UConn or Miami. Um, mm-hmm. I think UConn makes the most sense in terms of the, the cross section between being able to, you know, make a deep tournament run and also make some money. Uh, mm-hmm. Miami just seems like, uh, I don't know. Money. Miami, while they did make a, <laughs> a final four this past year, I don't know. They, they're not the same consistent powerhouse in basketball that UConn is. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it sounds like, I mean, they, they lost Jordan Hawkins. They lost, uh, he could kind of fill in that role. They just got their point guard back in Tristan Newton today, who also returned from uh, the NBA draft. So, they're waiting on Andre Jackson too. So he would just slide in that other guard role pretty easily. And I think he'd be pretty good in the Big East, to be honest. I know people are like hating on Cam because they're like, yeah, he's going to be slow. He's not going to be able to get this money in minutes. And I'm like, dude, the guy shot 44% from three. I don't yeah, care no, what his minutes are. Like, he'll be perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, and uh, he'll be in a better situation, honestly, for him because yeah. he won't need to be the primary scorer. He won't, you know, be getting all this attention from teams in terms of mm-hmm. their defensive. Uh, their defensive, um, like game planning, will be built like solely on stopping Cam. On yeah, you can just spot him up pretty much. But anyway, back to Cliff. Um, yeah, this overseas trip is going to be huge for him because he is going to uh, going to be able to make some money for a chance. And I think yep. they're going to Senegal and Portugal. I think it yep. was. Yeah. So that should be pretty August cool. August eighth through the nineteenth, I believe. Yeah. The dates that came out. Everyone keeps asking me on the boards like if I'm going. I'm not going. I'm not going. Number yeah, one. What? I'm not following the team to different countries. Like maybe if it was like a Bahamas trip, like and there's a tournament, I'd go. Just saying, but mm-hmm. no, that that's not happening. But uh, it it should be pretty cool. I'm sure we'll get stats like we did last time. I think we actually had legitimate box scores and stuff like that too. Um, other than that, I don't um, I, there's not really much else to say in regards to Cliff. This is huge for Rutgers, but they they still need another piece, in my opinion. They absolutely do need another piece. And from what we're hearing, one of those pieces that also might be returning is, is Paul Mulcahy. Mm-hmm. Everything we've heard is that he will be coming back. I don't expect an announcement, a formal announcement, at least from what you're hearing as well, right? Yeah, so he's a graduate. So technically, he does not have to announce anything. I think the only thing he has to announce is that he's withdrawing from the draft, technically. But he could still go professional. Um, I think that's where the decision kind of lies currently. It's whether it's Rutgers or going the professional route and either overseas or I, I, I can't see him going to the G League. I know he had a workout with the Nuggets the other day, but um, 
that was one of maybe two workouts I think he had, maybe three. I forget what it was. But uh, I just I don't see him as an NBA or even a G League type player. I think he's an overseas guy in the future if he pursues that route. Um, everything I'm hearing is that he's coming back, though. Like I know Richard Kent said that he's coming back on the boards. But, uh, yeah, it, it definitely sounds like he's going to um, stay at Rutgers for another year. And then you get another piece, but you're still missing one piece. I still think you need a guard badly. So, yeah, and in, and in that uh, vein, have you heard anything regarding Rutgers and the transfer portal uh, for next year's team? Are they just kind of? I, I know that in the past, Pike has been very like A then B then C. I know yeah. he wanted to get that assistant role finished up before mm-hmm. he moved on to transfer targets, and then you know he wanted to get the clip thing shirt up, and now he has that shirt up. So. Do you see him diving deeper into the portal now that those those items are, have been taken care of? Yeah. So the thing is, too, like you have to think. What what was this? Two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, when Cam entered the portal, no one saw it coming. So like he wasn't even yep. targeting guards. Really, he was kind of like, all right, I got my I got my guard duo of Noah and um, Cam. I got Derek off the bench. Like, all right, we're looking pretty good. I got Paul as like a three type guard role. Uh, if he comes back, which it sounds like he is. And then like their, their lineup seems pretty set for the most part. They just wanted a four man to kind of fill that void until mags back. But, uh, now it's like, all right, shit. Now we got to start reaching out. But yep. yeah, like you said, um, Pike is very, um, I guess schedule oriented, if you want to call it that. So it's like, I'm getting this done. Once I get that done, I'll do this, then that. And so it was assistant coach that's done. Now it was retaining quiff that's done. Now I would say Paul's most likely coming back. So I don't know if he's going to, focus a ton of attention on that part but i do think he's going to go into the portal and just start looking i know um it's not going to be easy you're i'll tell you right now you're not finding anyone of camp caliber in my opinion um i think it's way too late for that now people are going to be like yeah well we got cam late last year i'm like this is a different portal this is insane like this is madness um grad transfers can still enter the portal so maybe that guy that could be joining Rutgers hasn't even entered the portal yet technically um So it's 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 a tough call, but no, there's no specific names at the moment. Um, I know some people mentioned Supreme Cook because of the Fairfield connection, Jay Young, but uh, he ended up committing to Georgetown. Um, they, I, I personally, I would even, I would look towards two portal guys personally, but I think they're only going to add one. Um, I'm assuming Hyatt probably takes that four role or Gavin kind of split time there. Uh, but yeah, I think you need a two guard bad. I just don't know who. I, I I know people keep putting Derek Simpson as a starter next to Noah, and I just I don't know how I feel about it. Maybe, but not like not like the most ideal thing in the world either. I'd rather Derek as that six man off the bench, high energy guy that can score if I need him to. He could uh, dish the ball a little bit if I need him to. He can kind of do whatever we we you need him to like. <laughs> So I, I think you go a shooting guard type role, high score guy, high volume outside shooter, because you're still missing. Now you're missing your best three point shooter too. So now it's a team that wasn't great at threes just lost their best three point shooter. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, hopefully Fernandes does help with that because he's obviously known for his shooting abilities as well as mm-hmm. we all found out uh, in Amherst a few years ago. Um, yeah, I think it'll be TBD. They'll there's you know, guys entering the portal seemingly every day still. There was a kid from Army, a guard from uh, the Baltimore area who just entered today who is interesting. They're not really connected with Rutgers, but literally it's like a nonstop. It's like a faucet that won't turn off. Uh, I expect that to continue as well. Um, yeah, it's tough. 
So stay tuned to that because there will be, I, I guarantee we will add another player or two in the portal, but when that will happen, we don't really know. Uh, I'm sure it'll pop up that somebody's taking a visit very in very short notice, the same way that Fernandez kind of, you know, seemed like we were interested in him and then he's taking an official visit, uh, <laughs> that, you know, two days later and then he's committed two days yeah. after that. So Well, that's to be fair. They are having an official visitor this weekend. Mind you, not for this season, but they do have an official visitor coming to campus. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Obviously, it's a big recruiting weekend for football, but also there's a big visitor on campus for basketball. Let's let's start with the basketball visitor, uh, who he is and, and kind of what his game's like, how Rutgers got involved with him. Yeah, so Bryce Dorch, um, I forget. Let me check when he visited. He visited campus for an unofficial a couple, I want to say a year ago at this point. I think it was, um, hold on, uh, 8-4, so, uh, oh, 2021 Yeah, I don't know if that's correct. I think that might actually be wrong. But um, he uh, visited campus for an unofficial in fall, and now he wants to come back for uh, an official visit. It sounded like he was kind of wrapped up to Marquette, because he did take a October official visit there, and a lot of people started projecting him there. But uh, it's taken a complete 180, and now he seems like he might be projected to Rutgers because he's coming to campus for one reason and one reason only. Uh, I was told he wants to introduce his family to the staff. He wants to show his family the campus. Usually when you do that as a recruit, it's basically saying, hey, I'm going to commit here, but I just want to make sure my mom and dad are cool with this. Like They like this. this. This is the place that they want. They feel comfortable with me being at. And... I'd probably argue Steve Peichel and crew are better at selling that than the majority of coaching staffs across the country. Oh yeah. Like total culture, family, man, uh, your son is my son at this point type thing. So, uh, I, I really think this might get done pretty quickly if, uh, if Rutgers pushes for it. Now I know some of these visits are weird. Sometimes they get, it's like Sunday night, they're done with the visit. Kid calls him up. He's like, done, commit it, done. I'm, I'm here. Other times it's like, hey, I'm committed. And they're like, all right, hold on. We, we, we got to get your graphic. We got to do this. We got to do that. So maybe it might not leak out until Tuesday or Wednesday. But I do think that um, right now it's trending like uh, Bryce Dorch is going to end up with Rutgers. And this is a kid who has slowly seen his profile rise <laughs> uh, over the last year. He was not even ranked by rivals as of uh, last summer. Mm -hmm. uh, he broke into the rankings uh, in September of uh, well, last September at 136, he's now ranked at 125 overall as of the last update. Uh, he's a four-star small forward. He's 6'8", uh, about 200 pounds. He's mm -hmm. out of Chestnut Hill in Massachusetts. He goes to a high school called Brimmer in May. Um, you, you, I think you compared him off the pod to a, a, a less raw Watt Mag coming out of high school. Do you yeah. like his game a lot? Do you think he's a good, good addition? Yeah, he's a great defender, um, and obviously Pike likes his defender types. Um, yep. Phenomenal defender, can kind of do both things on both uh, sides of the court. He could score a little bit here and there. Um, is he going to lead the team in scoring? Probably not, but I think he's going to fit in next to, like, say, I don't know, a, a lead guard that can score at will. Um, I don't know, a guy like a forward type that can really do just about anything, whether it be stretch the floor a little bit or maybe – drive to the rim and throw a couple highlight reel dunks. And, uh, you know, I think, I think he might even fit next to like a six foot 10, six foot 11, a little bit bigger center. And this will be your type your forward. That's a little skinnier and a little more athletic. And it's like, I don't know, but that's just me. I think, uh, I think he'd fit in with that lineup pretty damn well, but, uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, he's proven to be super athletic and, and the defender type in him is just, he's lengthy, he's six, eight, six, seven, something right around there. People are probably going to look at him and see his weight. And I think his weight's like, it's skinny as fuck. And they're going to be like, oh, he can't play the four. And I'm going to be like, all right, I'm a lot mag. Well, okay. Like any, any other Ron Harper jr. Played the four. I know he wasn't skinny. He was, but he was short. Like there's so many different types of fours in today's game that, um, even if he plays the three, he could play the three next to ace. Like it's just, he's, he's a good player. Just take him. Don't complain. Just fucking take him. <laughs> Another thing that people kind of don't remember is that a lot of these kids haven't been in like, a college level weightlifting program before in like the slightest. Weight, yeah. Lifting weights is not a priority for most high school basketball players. Mm-hmm. Some kids get, you know, this professional level training, the top level kids, especially the ones that go to like overtime elite, that kind of stuff. But I mean, Geo Baker himself said it when he came on the pod, he said he came in as a, as a uh, high school senior coming into Rutgers. He said he weighed about 150 pounds, maybe a little yeah, less. He said crazy. that first summer he gained like 20 pounds of muscle from just, joining the, the program and being in a full-time lifting program and, you know, having the nutrition program food. too. Is yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. It's crazy. So these guys are going to gain a lot of weight pretty quickly for the most part. So I don't necessarily think it's a huge knock. If a guy comes in and he looks a little skinny, let's see how they look, you know, in January of his first year mm-hmm. before we, we judge whether or not he can play at this level, especially for, you know, a guy who's six, seven, six, eight, he's probably still growing too. So it's even tougher yeah. to put on, put on mass in the, in those circumstances. Yeah. Um, I did want to mention one more basketball related thing that I thought was interesting. Brian Fonseca posted an article about it, how, uh, Rutgers target, uh, Dylan Harper and recently future caster Rutgers, uh, is reuniting with Ace Bailey this upcoming weekend. Once again, uh, there's another USA basketball event <laughs> where they'll be playing together. Just another another little breadcrumb out there that things are trending in the right direction. These guys get to play once again with one another. I'm sure, I'm sure that'll only help strengthen the bond. Um, I knew we had previously reported that Ace was in New Jersey this past weekend mm-hmm. uh, visiting with Michael Davis. Had you did you hear anything about how that went? And hearing anything I about this basketball? have not yet. I'm waiting to hear back from the one guy. So as soon as I hear back from that source, obviously I'll update you guys, I'll update the message boards. Um, but yeah, the fact that they're playing again together, I mean, it doesn't, I don't want to read too much into it because it is USA basketball. It's not like they're playing together for AOT again, Yeah. but I know damn well, there's going to be some clip out there of them two making a pass or a highlight reel play okay. to each other. And it's going to go viral and Rutgers fans are going to go nuts. And then it, I mean, hey, I just want to, I'm going to say it. I first want to future cast it. And I'm, I've actually grown more confident since that future cast, which is really crazy to say. Like, I'll, I'll dive into anything, it a little bit, but like, yeah, anything you could share with everybody as to why you feel even more confident now? I keep being told every time I talk to a national reporter, I'm like, yeah, it's like, you know, what do, we, what do you think about this Dorch kid? And I'm trying to get info on him first. And then they're like, yeah, but you know, that, that kid Delquan decommitted. I was like, yeah, I saw, like, obviously I reported on it. And he's like, you hearing what I'm hearing? Is that why you did the future cast? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of. Um, are you hearing the same thing I'm hearing? And it's like, yeah, everyone keeps telling me like he decommitted because Dylan's coming. Like there's a rumor that Dylan silently committed to the program already. <laughs> I don't know. Like if you believe it or not, but that's what they're telling the national analysts. Like it's, it's a rumor mind you, and you can't really report on it, but with it, it is just a rumor because that would be irresponsible journalism. It's mm-hmm. kind of like reporting Cliff to Europe, but um, 
Yeah, I don't care anymore. Fuck them. Um, <laughs> who would do that? But uh, yeah. Anyway, I I mean, me. I'm just I'm just reporting a rumor here that I've been told by not one, not two, but three different national people. One within our network, obviously. Two other national guys that I don't even. They're not like affiliated with. I guess they are with a network, but not like a recruiting network. But it's about the most I could say from from that perspective. So I'm confident. I'm very confident. If I could put a number on it, I'd probably put like ninety percent. Very interesting. So uh, I know it took you a lot of uh, internal back and forth whether or not mm-hmm. to even make the the future cast to begin with. Uh, we've kind of openly talked about that on the pod. Yeah. But do you feel even stronger? A week later, very good sign. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's talk about these official visitors for football, though, because we've spent uh, a, a warranted amount of time talking about these recent basketball news. But there is a big visitor list coming up for the next few weekends for for, for football. I wanted to touch on. Yeah, I feel like we're not even talking about it. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of crazy. I posted a whole article, and everyone's like just talking about Cliff and basketball and scheduling. Um, I just got like two replies when it first came out and I was like, that's it. Like what, what's going on guys? Like <laughs> this used to be the complete opposite. This is, this is truly a hoop school at this point, And I'm going to go on record saying that. So Dave, yep. I hope you're happy with that one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Rutgers, uh, Rutgers football is hosting a long list of visitors this weekend. Um, only one commits supposed to be on campus and Isaiah Crumpler, but I wouldn't be shocked if that got moved. Um, this list is still tentative, mind you. Uh, but they like having their commits on campus in December with like uh, whole groups of kids. Now him being an out of state kid, they might just allow it. Uh, but for the most part, they don't want New Jersey kids on campus either for official visits in June. They want them on campus for fall with, with their fellow commitments. Um, but Justin Willis is probably the, the lead guy in this class or the biggest name in this class or Jordan Thomas too. They're both going to be on campus this weekend. Um, Several other guys, Josiah Brown, who everyone loves and talks about, uh, Uncle Lenny's nephew, I guess, uh, if you want to call him that. Um, Sayer Torrance, Benjamin Black is one I'm keeping a close close eye on. Um, he's a future cast for Rutgers already. He's a speedster out of North Carolina. He's going to play wide receiver at the next level, although he could play DB too. Um, schools are kind of going back and forth on him. Depends on what school you talk to. Um, Colin Cubberly. The big New York massive offensive lineman's coming to campus. He's six six, three hundred something. Um, I don't think he ends up committing because he does have visits to uh, Wisconsin and Pitt. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he ended up at either of those. I know Wisconsin just lost out on the other New York lineman, Marcus Harrison, who uh, they were trending pretty well with. So I wouldn't be shocked if they put all their eggs in this one. Um, a lot of defensive linemen this this summer uh, in terms of both visits. There's counting right now this weekend alone there's one two three four five six defensive linemen then the next weekend there's another one two three four five six seven eight nine nine defense there's just defensive linemen everywhere and i don't think there's any secret about it now marquise watson is one of your if not your best recruiter on the staff these aren't just any defensive linemen these are highly ranked kids that multiple schools are pushing Rutgers to get out of this, this this January or January this June 2nd or June 9th spot for these official visits to try to steal this official visit from Rutgers. And it, it's like openly known there there's just so many power fives pushing to get Rutgers out and they're just doing a hell of a job keeping on um uh, keeping on these kids and making sure that their visits are staying put and you got the Lumen brothers coming up who I thought previously they had zero shot at um, they're actually Canadian natives, but they're playing down in Miami. 
You got Namdi Agboko coming up, who's um, coming up from North Carolina. He's really high in the program. Previously, I would have told you no shot because South Carolina and Florida have his other official visits, but it sounds like Marquis Watson's doing a great job there. Like um, Caden Brown, obviously, next week. Makai Byerson's coming up from Virginia. DeAndre Cook, Deshaun Dotson. Like these are big name kids that I'm previously, I looked at them and I'm like, yeah, I don't know if Rutgers has a shot. Like, but now, like, Marquise Watson's putting in work. He's earning that paycheck and that salary bump he got this offseason. And this this has a chance to be a really good defensive uh, defensive line class. Yeah, no, I, I think Watson has shown that, you know, just li- like reading, you know, different quotes from kids and hearing anecdotal mm-hmm. stuff, like Watson is clearly a dude, in lack of a better term, uh, in terms of recruiting. He's a guy that everybody in the area liked, even when he was – you know, a GA down at, at Ole Miss. Um, so this is a, a coach who's just continuing to show, like he's getting these top kids on campus. Like I didn't think we had much of a chance with Jordan Thomas and he's getting to take an official yeah. visit. Like he's got us right in there with a lot of our top D line targets. So he's a guy, I, a coach I really like. And uh, I think it'll be harder and harder to hold on to a guy like him. Um, yeah. I mean, Hey, they held, seasons. they held off Ole Miss this off season and, that's 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 huge from you just held off an SEC program like that's not a nobody and yep. it's someone he works for and uh, works for for several years so it's that's that's big for them um I, I'm gonna go on record saying Marquise Watson is your best recruiter actually the more I think about it he is your best recruiter on staff he's a Jersey guy through and through he's got Jersey roots planted everywhere throughout the state and um on top of that he's he's proving his worth as a recruiter Lane Kiffin kind of messed up by never giving him an on the field job. Mind you, he did give it to him when they lost an assistant twice in two years in a row, but he never gave him that full chance to be a full-time defensive line coach. And I think that was a big mistake on his part because now look what he's doing for Rutgers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is there anything else regarding football recruiting that we want to touch on? Because there was another football thing that broke today that I wanted to, to, to say. Um, Recruiting-wise, no. They're still hitting the portal, looking for an offensive tackle. I know everyone's like – on the boards is like, when are we going to get a power five transfer? And that, let's be honest. If a power five kid's transferring, he's either transferring up number one or he's transferring down a level completely. Number two, because either he was really good at this a, a program, a and Ohio state, Georgia, et cetera, are all like, Oh, we want him or he stinks. And it's like, all right, have fun at the, maybe not even G five. We're going to go lower than that. We'll go like FCS level because he stinks. Like, so it's not always about getting these power five kids. And then someone else asked me today, they're like, Hey, when are we going to go to wide receiver impact wide receiver? And I'm like, you, j- you literally just got one. Like Jaquay Jackson yep. is wide receiver one. He's the, yep. your go-to guy this year. Um, whether you think that that transition from D2 to, to D1 is, is hard or whatever, D2 to big 10 level football is it's, it's not going to be easy. No, of course not. But skill is skill at the skill positions. Like he has insane amounts of talent. He had, 1200 yards all american uh in d2 last year like this that's your wide receiver one and you got a wide receiver two already in the scene brantley and chris long's back and healthy and rashad rochelle and christian dremel like you, you got you went from a shitty wide receiver court to be like a pretty decent one all things considered so that's that's not stop hating over there yeah definitely uh i, I really like jaquay jackson's game obviously going from d2 to the big 10 is a pretty big jump but we've yeah. seen We've seen plenty of players do it. You you need to be a dominant player at the lower level in order to have a chance at being a good player at the upper level. And uh, he's shown that he is a dominant player at the D2 level. And he's shown that 
you know, from working out with NFL scouts. And if you want to believe his, you know, his times that he's put up, you know, in the low four fours, high four threes. In front of NFL scouts, mind you. In front of NFL scouts. He's got the, he's got the tools to to be a, a good receiver. Let's just let it play out because I do think there's this natural bias by our fans to just nat- to just shit on lower level players that they can't possibly make an impact here. Totally disagree with that sentiment in general, but give the kid a chance. I mean, he's done yeah. nothing but dominate at the college level. So yeah. Um, today, uh, one of the big announcements that I kind of alluded to earlier was that the Rutgers football schedule was basically like half announced in terms of the times. Uh, so the opener at home uh, is Northwestern Rutgers. That game got moved from Saturday the second to Sunday the third. It's gonna be it's gonna be a noon kickoff on a Sunday of Labor Day weekend at SHI Stadium. Uh, not the best news. I would have loved to have that game on Friday or Thursday night, mm-hmm. uh, but the fact that it's right in the middle of the weekend on at noon that's that's a tough pill to swallow. Um, Labor Day weekend, like Labor your weekend. attendance is going to be shot. Yep, pretty brutal. Um, yeah. Some of the other games that got announced. Do you have the, do you have the full list in front of yeah, you? Yeah, I got everything in front of me. Uh, Temple seven thirty, September ninth. Um, I'm cool with that. I like that idea. Yeah, uh, night game. Night games in the in warm weather can't beat that. Yeah, Virginia Tech three thirty. Um, that's not a bad one either. Both are Big Ten yep. Network, which is. Whatever it is, what it is, it's just the same thing we've we've been used to for the past couple of years. Uh, Michigan at noon, it's probably a pretty good thing. Michigan's late September noon. If you do any later, it's probably going to be pretty cold over there. But um, I think that's actually a pretty good good matchup for noon. No TV time for that. Um, what else do we got? Wisconsin October seventh at noon or three thirty or four, which uh, I don't even know how they come up with these things. <laughs> Still no TV time for TV network either. Homecoming at noon kind of sucks, but I don't know what you're supposed to do there, I guess. Um, that's versus Michigan State, October 14th. And then October 21st is at Indiana, also at noon. So potentially noon, 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 uh, three in a row. Uh, maybe four because Ohio State's November 4th, but I don't know if they would give them big noon kickoff for that. I don't. They, they love that big noon kickoff for Fox and – I just don't. I don't get it personally, but yeah. I don't um. So maybe they do that. It's it might be a couple noon games to end the season. Like it's going to be interesting to see how that uh the rest of that plays out. Yeah. So about half the schedule is been announced. One game kind of either or, but it's <clears throat> it's nice to kind of get an idea of what what September is going to look like at least for uh, for Rutgers football. Yeah. Uh, so we we ran down a lot of topics. Is there anything we missed that we wanted you wanted to talk about before we sign off? Not that I can think of. Um, we talked about the everyone thinking Cam or Gavin's just going to replace Cam. We didn't talk about that. I guess um, there's like three posts on the Ask the Experts today. They're like, "You think Gavin can replace his shooting?" I'm like, "No, Cam was. Look at the numbers. Like Cam held that team together <laughs> offensively." Yeah, you're also talking about a you know a, an 18 year old kid replacing a 22 year old who's entering his fifth year of college basketball. So that I mean, there's yeah. just so much experience and so much. I mean, he's played in so many big environments, both at Rutgers and at Loyola. Like he played at you know the Dean Dome against UNC and had a good game. Like he's he's just been through it all in college, and 
some of those things Gavin just needs to go through. I mean, he's never played a, a game in front of 20,000 fans like he will this season uh, multiple times. You know, it's just it's there's certain things that you need to experience in order to understand how to deal with them. Yeah. On top of that, like, can we stop saying Gavin's a two? He's not a two. Like he's six, six, seven, six, eight. Like everyone keeps saying he's a two. Like he's just going to step into two role. Like, no, that's not happening. If anyone steps up, I told you before, it's going to be Derek Simpson as the two guard. Um, but I, I, I don't like that idea either. I'd rather him come off the bench. Like I mentioned before, um, I'd rather him and Hyatt come off the bench, but you're at the point where if you stick with the current roster, both are starting. So I, I think you, uh, what do you got? 12 scholarships currently? No. Yeah, uh, 10, I think. 10. Oh, geez. Yes, yeah, so you definitely need to add at least one to two bodies. Um, I don't know where you go. I really don't know because the portal's thinning out a little more each day. Um, there's not like there's there's a couple new pieces here and there entering, but not anything significant. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think you have to add a forward and you have to add a, uh, a two, it's a scoring two at that. So we'll see where they go, but, uh, on top of that, last thing I wanted to mention is uh, baseballs. You got seven transfers in the portal currently. Um, Max Martin was kind of a surprise the other day, but not too much of a surprise because he did have his struggles and um, I, he wasn't unseating anybody. Um, they did add a Lafayette transfer outfielder who actually put up some pretty good numbers. I was reading uh, junior year or not not this past this past season he had two sixty five and thirteen home runs, which was a program record for. Lafayette, and then the year before that, he hit 330 with a wow. with career high 44 or 42 RBIs and 22 stolen bases, so 0.932 OPS, which is like bonkers um, for a team that struggled to hit. This could be a really good addition. Now, mind you, he's going to have to replace uh, some pretty big shoes to fill because Lasco said his goodbyes on Twitter hasn't formally announced it, but it's more than likely going to the MLB draft. Um, Probably Rutgers' highest draft pick ever. It's going to be close, but I think he will get it. I don't know. That'll be tough because Todd Frazier was a first-round pick. Um, it was a yeah. compensatory first-round pick, so you think he's mm-hmm. picked in the late, the mid-30s. But that, yeah. that's pretty high praise if you think he's going to go higher than that. Yeah, it's it depends on, uh, I guess, offseason and what pe- what teams think of him. I mean, it's it's going to be really close. But either way, he's, he's going to MLB. Um, MLB draft, um, whether it be first or second round, maybe, I don't think he goes really – past that though i think he was ranked 38th going into the season or 47th something like that so we'll see if uh what they what they think of him and kind of go from there i think that's july june i forget june i think it's june yeah yep so all right guys well we will have i'm sure i'm not sure if we'll have another podcast this week it's kind of slow season for news we just had a a Mm -hmm. torrent of stuff happen last week uh, but if anything does happen, we'll get a podcast yeah. out there as uh, quick as we possibly can. Uh, but for me and Richie, this has been another edition of the Nerdport Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.